The World Nomads Podcast Bonus Episode. Here amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. Welcome to our Amazing Nomads Bonus Episodes, in which, as you just heard, you will hear travellers not only sharing their knowledge and experience, but their incredible stories. Yeah, this episode features Felix Webster. He's a German guy that will never need to own a car, Phil, because he runs everywhere, <laughs> literally. The main reason he does it is because it exposes him to new cultures and people, which makes him an amazing nomad. I know. I get the same riding a bike. You can smell where you are as well, which is great. Felix has recently been in Australia and won the Adelaide 24-hour title, which saw him run laps of a university um, oval for 24 hours. But winning here should qualify him to run against the best 24-hour runners on the planet in Austria next year. Now, I can't imagine what it's like to run 10 minutes <laughs> these days, let yeah. alone 24 hours. So we, before we get into why, what he likes about travel and running, let's find out from Felix what it's actually like to run 24 hours. Yeah, it's pretty monotonous, So it's especially running around the uni loop. It's, it's really you have to have strategies how to, to distract yourself from actually the running on the loop because you're just running in circuits. Everything looks the same round for round. So um, I chatted a lot to the other um, participants, to the other runners, to the volunteers. Um, and also then at night time when it got really quiet, I tried to put myself in the German time and think of what the people in Germany are doing now because yeah, it was in daylight. So that helped me a lot to get through the night. And yeah, did otherwise you, it's, did you, you have so much time to think about everything. 24 hours running is a lot longer than a normal day, I would say. Oh, it certainly is. But do you stop at all or is it 24 hours <coughs> of consistent running? Um, the longest I stopped was probably five minutes. Um, just to give the legs a short break from the impact of running. Um, but otherwise, I just went through the night. I, I didn't have any longer breaks because once you stop, you get cold immediately because the body doesn't have the energy anymore to actually keep the warmth. So you only generate the warmth through, through the exercise. So that's why I didn't stop at all for longer, yeah, longer breaks. Uh, I um, nothing like a twelve or a twenty-four hour. Oh, here but we go. I, oh, come <laughs> no, on. but like I like swimming laps yep. sometimes. All right, and you know yeah, when, you, yeah. when you're knocking out a k or two, it takes a, it takes me a long time. Anyway, yeah. I like to think what you do if you won the lottery. How would you spend all oh, of we that played money? That game, yeah, yeah, it's a good game. That one. <laughs> did you did you play winning the lottery? Um, like I haven't, but I could imagine. <laughs> so I, I've had that question before because I live such a minimalist lifestyle and like materialistic things don't mean that much to me. So a lot of people actually ask me this question. What do, what would you do if you win the lottery? What would you do? And what would you do? Um, I think like I would just donate most of the money um, because... I prefer to live with very, very little money, and if I could, I would live without any money at all, or it's like my big dreams to live for like maybe six months or a year without any money, growing my own vegetables, maybe building my own boat and going fishing. So I would love to do that in Madagascar. Um, But back to your question, winning the lottery, I would probably um, just 
try to make people get them something or like get them something they always wanted they couldn't have and donate most of the money and yeah try to use the money as you yeah for Good. like useful purposes rather than just spending it and yeah because yeah as i said materialistic things they don't give me anything they stress me more than they give me joy so that's why i would probably give most of it away well let's stay in touch because i've got a few things that i've always wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't play lottery so chances yeah, that i win yeah. the lottery oh, yeah. are very slim though so you've got to have a ticket yeah. like, tell us a little bit about yeah. your life because where are you living and how do you live it um, I, at the moment, oh, I'm here in Australia, but I live in Sri Lanka now. Um, I try to promote sports for development and peace, or in particular social cohesion there. Um, so that's basically promoting the non-competitive side of sports. And where I live in the hills, um, I have a very, very basic room with no... Or I've got a toilet and then I... A shower, but, but otherwise no facilities. And I actually camp inside my room because I prefer to sleep on the floor. It gives me protection from the mosquitoes, and that's where I sleep the best. Um, and yeah, I I basically like to have my life or everything I need on my back. So I have always my tent with me, my sleeping bag, my sleeping mat, and then I just like to move on my two legs from A to B. So that's what gives me the most joy and the most fulfilling way of living for me at the moment. So I'm not saying I will live this life forever, but that's how I live at the moment. And and you've done that for a while because you've visited a lot of countries and you always do it in that way, in that minimalist way? Um, it was a process. So I always liked when I visited places, I always liked to hike and yeah, just get to the outdoors and just explore myself. But I I started with a very heavy pack, like a 65-litre pack, an enormous tent, um, cooking stove, and a bit more clothes. And probably my pack normally weighed like around 20 kilos, where I got it now to like 10 kilos, including some foods. Um, but I, I try even now to really think, what do I actually need for the way... I'm living and what don't I need. So everything which is basically just carry on weight, I try to yeah, cut it out and minimalize it. So you travel around the world running these trails? Um, I, yeah, for me, it's the best way to see a place because running, or like not only on trails, I also yeah, just run on small roads. Or in Sri Lanka, I run through a lot of villages and people are fascinated. So people actually approach me because they're interested and then they share their life or their culture or whatever they have to offer with me rather than seeing me as a tourist and just want basically to sell me a tour or want to sell me like jewelry or accessories or like some yeah. souvenirs. So and that's that's what I find fascinating by just exploring a place by running because people are fascinated by it. They don't see it every day and they approach you rather by you having to look for what you actually want. You get you. I just take what I get from the people, and it's been such an amazing experience in basically all the countries I've been to. How many k's or kilometers do you think you've run, or miles? Oh, it really depends. Like now on the highs, and towards the end, I I always like average sixty kilometers. I started with fifty kilometers, but I also have easy days. Like when I when I didn't sleep that well, and I'm tired, and I'm at a beautiful place, I just stop and have a nap or. I have a long uh, break, a lunch break, 
Um, so it really depends. And sometimes I also, I want to get from A to B and I just run. And sometimes when I'm on the road, I put my thumb out and try to, to hitchhike for a little bit. And then um, people take me to different places, sometimes not even where I want to go, but they show me a new place. Um, so it really varies how many kilometers I do. But on average, when I train or I do more than 100 kilometers a week, normally and that goes up to 250 or then on special occasions like now doing the ice and like it was up to 400 kilometers but yeah that's that's uh, not a, a normal week that's maybe once a year or so i'm wanting you to do the maths um phil because i'm picturing the earth and just seeing how many times felix has actually run around, <laughs> run around. It. yeah right. yeah yeah I, I just looked at one of these online applications where it tells you how many kilometers you have run a year. And I think in 2018, I'm at like five or 6,000 kilometers. And yeah, we are halfway through. So I'll probably make it up to, yeah, maybe 10,000 kilometers. So it would take me just over four years to run around the world. <laughs> but you're not just running point to point. As you say, they, you let people lead you off in different directions and show you things. So this is your way of traveling, right? Yes, exactly. So someone said the other day that um, running, that's all Felix's life is about. And I actually have, that's not how I feel. I feel running for me is a means to a more fulfilling end. So it it just provides me opportunities to meet different people, stay be outdoors, um, listen to the environment, listen to the birds, to the flora and also fauna, um, where... Yeah, sometimes at night you just hear the the wind blowing and that that's really, you feel so much more attached to the nature and you feel you are part of it. Rather, when you live in a house, you're so isolated from actually your surroundings. So, and this gives me so much and I, I feel I sleep better, I'm much more relaxed, I have peace of mind and that's, I feel I can be myself more than when I'm stuck in a city or in a house where where I just feel isolated from my surroundings. But has that ever got you into trouble? I mean, has anybody ever mistaken you for a vagrant or a <laughs> hobo and tried to you know arrest you or move you on? No, not really. Like, I had only a couple of occasions in Sri Lanka when I pitched my tent at night just, like, next to a small trail, and they came and tried to move me on, but more because they were concerned about my security. So they said there might be white animals they come here. And then it's it's amazing how generous and welcoming people then can be. So they just offered me to stay at their place. And they like sometimes they just say, you can camp in my backyard or they give me a bed or that's, and if you put yourself out there, so you're so exposed to like people and like, yeah, also the environment. And it's just, such a fascinating experience because you never know what happens like my days are never the same and i when i wake up in the morning i don't i often don't know where i will be in the evening and yeah that's that fascinates me but i haven't really had any big problems now no wild animals then you've managed no 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 i've seen wild animals but yeah i love seeing them from like a certain distance and i just uh, try to leave them alone and don't distract them and or disturb them and yeah um yeah just keep safe safe distance to them 
Phil was hoping for some sort of near yes, miss. Near, near miss. Near I miss. love a good near miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that 24 hours you did in South Australia, has that qualified you to compete in the uh, against some of the best 24-hour runners in the planet? On the planet? Um, I think it has. I actually am not 100% sure about the qualification criteria, but I'm like, I've been touched with the German national coach, and um, I think it has. Um, I'm also now 80% sure that I will do it, like um, the World Championships there next year in Austria. Um, but it's more for me just like a one-in-a-lifetime once in a lifetime thing so it's not that i i see a big career in 24 hour running because it's really not the running i really enjoy and the preparation now i spend a lot of time on a running track where normally i would i would prefer to spend just like yeah, running through through the mountains and through nature rather than spending it on a running track so um i will probably do it but it will probably be the end of my 24 hour career as well all right, so let's talk about the travel that you've done whilst running, all right? So where are some of the favourite places you've been? Um, I don't really like comparing places, and I think every place is, has something special to offer, and you just, if you if you are open for it and you keep looking for it, you find a special thing or something nice about every place. And, like, there haven't been many places where I've been where I could imagine settling down. So Cape Town in South Africa and Hobart in Tasmania, or like Tasmania in general, are probably quite special places for me because I, they're the only places I could imagine settling down one day. But otherwise, I love mountains, I love beaches, I love every yeah every kind of landscapes, and um, I always try to look for the nice things about a place. And then, yeah, I haven't been to any place where I would say, oh, I actually regret going to that place or that place wasn't as nice as I expected it to be. So uh, I, I, I'm always open for surprises and, yeah, I have actually always been surprised, positively surprised by any place I've been to. I imagine the thing that's most pleasing about it, I mean, we're talking about, you know, which place do you like best, but it's probably which people did you meet that you liked best because it's the people you meet that really make travel, isn't it? It is. Like, it. It is. Like, I love my quiet time. I love being outdoors. But I also, like, especially now, um, the Heisen Trail was, like, a very good example for it. I, I loved the environment. Um, it was beautiful. But what made it really special were the people, like, accompanying me along and supporting me along and coming out, running with me, bringing me some food and cheering me on and, like, yeah, keeping me going. And it's... I, I feel... If there is no country um, which has better people or worse people. Like I think you find great people in every place, and if you have a great, if you are open to for new or for meeting new people, then you also, yeah, people come to you and like are more, 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 a lot more open to share with you about their cultures, about their lives, and offer you a lot more. And yeah, that's. That like I can't tell you that there's one place I like more than any other, but every place has been great with uh, people as well. You've been great to chat to, and I know that you've been hosted by my uh, friend Michelle, who they call <laughs> she's an ultra runner, Phil, but they call yeah. her chat runner because she what does she do? Oh, uh, I think she like I I distinguish between 
the competitive side of running, which I did on the uni loop for the 24 hours, and the social side where you just enjoy it and you chat to other people. And I think she just runs for the social side. She loves to chat. She loves to meet people. She um, she just cheers everyone. And, and yeah, it's just being such a great time being around her and yeah getting her better to now i met her only for a few days before or two years ago at the tassie trail fest and at the surf coast trail marathon and it's just amazing how she keeps the people going when when they are tired on the trails and they don't want to go anymore and yeah she just smiles at you or jokes with you and you just after a couple of minutes you feel great again and you keep going Nicely said. Well, thanks for go. chatting to us. Yeah, it would be actually nice to meet you in person one day. Well, um, just run on over, mate. Yeah. Running in Sydney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't take you that long. Absolutely, but, be yeah. lovely. It'd be lovely, Felix. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. let's will you? I hope to be back. And like, uh, yeah, I love the Blue Mountains. And yeah, maybe I come back to Sydney one day. Now we won't see Felix in Sydney next week, but he will reappear on next week's podcast, Phil, featuring Sri Lanka. Okay, where he will, in his words, share his views on the beauty of the island. And you would have heard in that podcast that he lives in a tent there. Uh, plus, he'll expand on the work that he does. Uh, well, it's actually time for us to run or we'll shuffle, more likely. You can find our amazing Nomads bonus episodes <laughs> alongside the um, World Nomads Destination podcast on iTunes. Hey, if you know an amazing nomad, someone we should highlight and talk to, hit us up at podcast at worldnomads.com. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.